0: Dr. Hagen! Dr. Hagen! Mac could hear the young intern's voice through the muffled shouts and screams emanating from the hallway of the Rayburn House office building, but the blinking red light on the C SPAN camera had placed her in a trance. Finally, the young woman slapped the chairman's gavel on the desk and shouted again, Dr. Hagen, please come this way! Startled, Mac snapped out of her hypnotic state and turned around to view the room. She was alone. The doors to the hallway had been closed, leaving Mac alone with the C-SPAN viewers. The smell of vomit reached her nostrils, which had the effect of someone swiping ammonia inhalants under her nose. At that point her mind became focused, and she remembered the reason for the uproar. Doctor! Mac casually walked around the table and up the steps to the rear door behind the Congressional seating. She entered a hallway full of staffers, scurrying about in what could best be described as orderly chaos. "'This way!' shouted a voice to her right. "'No, go outside, like a fire drill,' shouted another to her left. People pushed and shoved in both directions. She resisted the urge to take charge. Deep down she doubted anyone would follow her lead at this point. Having been abandoned by the intern, Mac opted to go outside— the correct choice in a biological hazard situation. As the sun hit her face, screeching sirens pierced her hearing. The Capitol Police had closed Independence Avenue and Capitol Street around the building. Occupants were streaming out of every exit and running away towards the Library of Congress and the United States Capitol. Mac was impressed with the responsiveness. In a public health emergency, during the first 24 hours, or the acute phase, specific functions and tasks were assigned to first responders in three response time frames—immediate, intermediate, and extended. Those first two hours of the immediate phase were the most critical. During the assessment phase, local law enforcement must decide whether this was a public health emergency, how many people were threatened, and what geographical area needed to be contained. Max surveyed the scene. The predominantly white and gold Fords were parked at various angles blocking vehicular traffic. Several black armored vehicles took up positions to provide tactical teams a base of operations. Dozens of officers began to fan out in order to surround the building, but it was clear their task was not to keep people from entering the complex, but rather to keep the Rayburn occupants in. They're treating this as a bioterror attack. Mac reached into her pockets for her cell phone and then realized she'd left it inside the building. She turned to walk back inside when a wave of people poured through the doors, screaming. A woman with blood on her sleeve was close behind them, not in pursuit, but in a panic like everyone else. This is not an evacuation. It is mayhem. Hunter! Where was Hunter? Now Mac had become frantic. If the person who spewed blood inside the hearing-room was contagious with the plague, Mac was fairly confident she hadn't been exposed. The man had been at least twenty feet behind her, and the bloody sputum had been directed downward onto the floor. However, if Hunter came looking for her during the upheaval, he might have come into contact with the sick man. She had to go back inside to retrieve her briefcase and call Hunter. Mac turned and pushed against the crowd, which was now thinning. From the noise levels surrounding the building, it appeared the challenge for the Capitol Police was to keep the occupants of the Rayburn building from leaving the grounds. Police barricades were being set up along the sidewalk, and officers were shouting through bullhorns, instructing the panicked crowd to remain calm but stay in place. "'Nobody is allowed to leave the cordoned-off area!' shouted the officer. Mac was stuck. Mac made her way back inside where the relative silence stood in stark contrast to the ruckus from just five minutes prior. She tried several doors, looking for the one entering the hearing room. Finally, she made her way inside Rayburn room 2123 and closed the door behind her. Mac replayed the events in her mind—not the man coughing and the subsequent mass exodus. Rather, she replayed the questioning from the congressman, the squabbling between them, and the answers she gave. Did I overstep? Was the panic my fault? Am I destined to be ostracized like my mother?